Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. What is up, everybody? My name is Matthew Guir, and you are listening to the Dinger Discussions podcast, your number one go-to baseball podcast for all things game breakdowns, uh, player rumors, uh, team rumors, storylines going on throughout the game, and anything like that. This is the first episode of the Dinger Discussions podcast, and, you know, starting it right before uh, 2021 starts, so just kind of like to get things off to a, off on a good foot, you know. Um, this year been kind of sucky, obviously. You know, we only got 60 games of baseball. I mean, obviously, that's not why it was sucky, but, you know, sticking with baseball, that, you know, we only got 60 games of baseball, and honest, I mean, it was good baseball. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily complain. I mean, I definitely think that you had players like J.D. Martinez, players like that, who are normally great hitters, who were kind of limited in what they were able to do this year, strictly because of the virus and what we were, what they were and weren't allowed to do. So, I mean, you know, ultimately, though, Dodgers got over that hump. But enough of my rant. Today, we will be talking about the Padres making a splash of all splashes, along with how that affects Trevor Bauer's free agency, you know, and then moving into free agency. You know, none of the big, uh, you know, in quotes, big free agent guys, players, guys, big free agent players have signed, really. I mean, you know. Marcus Stroman resigned, and James McCann went obviously to the Mets. So I mean, he's technically he is the best, uh, second best catcher out there. So I mean, I guess that's a big move. But none of your guys like Bauer, Springer, Real Muto, Lemayhew, uh, Ozuna's out there. You know, th- those guys they haven't gone anywhere yet. So we will get into this now with the San Diego Padres. Trading for first from the Rays, uh, was that three days ago? Well, four when you're hearing this, which I'm uploading tomorrow, the 30th. Um, no, tomorrow's 31st, my bad. So you'll be hearing this tomorrow. Um, yeah, you know, um, Blake Snell goes from the Rays to the Padres. The Padres give up their number four prospect, Luis Patino. Patino, not really sure if I'm saying that right. Um, yeah, he is a, you know, highly, uh, touted, um, prospect pitcher that they have, you know, flamethrower as everybody is, it seems like now throws gas and just, you know, wasn't necessarily at that level yet to come up, obviously why he's still in the minors. They also gave up their number seven prospect and I believe their number 14 or 13th prospect. And then there was another lower level guy who they just drafted out of Georgia. Um, First off, you don't trade with the Rays, so while Blake Snell is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, obviously he proved that he won the award any given year, he could go out and just absolutely shove and be a really good pitcher. Um, you know, so the Padres, there's a hole there, obviously, that you have to fill, obviously, again, I'm saying that a lot, with Charlie Morton departing for Atlanta as well. But the Rays are going to do what the Rays are going to do. They're good. They got rid of Blake Snell. They got in return a bunch of prospects that, I mean, if the pass is anything to learn from, Rays are good with prospects. They're good with 
turning garbage into gold, and these guys aren't necessarily garbage, I mean, they're just not up to that level yet, so I'm sure the Rays can take what they got, especially in Batinho, and I would not be surprised if at the end of this year, or definitely the 2022 season, he's up there in that Rays uni in Tropicana, you know, shoving and making batters look dumb. So, but yeah, going off of Blake Snell, I just wanted to get that out the way to talk about I don't think it's necessarily a bad trade for the Rays because I know on the surface what it looks like is you're getting rid of Blake Snell, who is arguably the best pitcher, was the best pitcher on that team. I know some people uh, like Tyra Glass now, myself included, but at the moment he's fastball, curveball. And as the Yankees and then the Dodgers showed, you sit on one of those two pitches and you only got the other one to figure out. So, you know. But I'm sure, again, you know, develops a changeup, develops a slider, whatever it is. He throws hard. He's massive. He'll figure it out. But whatever. Okay, so, yeah, the Rays uh, give up Blake Snell, goes to the Padres. And now what the Padres are dealing with is they are dealing with having Denilson Lamette coming off his best year. They have, obviously not for this upcoming season— because he had Tommy John, but they got Mike Clevenger. They got Clev, who looked pretty good in the Padres uniform. Looked great in the Indians uniform. Obviously, he's a he's a stud. So he'll be he'll be back and better than ever. But this upcoming year, they got Lamette. Now they have Snell. They already have Chris Paddock, who obviously didn't have the best year. But then again, I mean, on you know, he is he has the talent. He's got that talent level where he can he can put up good numbers. Um, anywhere he goes. And then, on top of that, I was going to say Zach Davies, but obviously now they traded, the Padres traded Zach Davies, um, uh, who was it? Was it Mejia? And I feel like somebody else, I'm sorry for not remembering, to the Cubs in return for Victor Caratini and you uh, Darvish, who is actually 34 years old. But last year, you wouldn't have known it. He absolutely shoved. If not for Trevor Bauer's insane year, which we'll get to, he would have won the Cy Young. He was absolutely disgusting. Looked like the Darvish. Everyone's been waiting for him to look like, you know, obviously injury play career. But they get you Darvish. Um, so now you have that fun little game in San Diego where you have to figure out who is going to be that number one starter? But then again, if it was on my team, I would absolutely love to play that game because you have two guys who are just studs. You already have Lamette, who could have been the number one guy there. I mean, Clev, you know, you'd be fighting with him. But, you know, this upcoming year, you have Darvish, Snell, Lamette. Um, who am I missing? You'll have Mackenzie Gore coming up. Who's their? I don't remember exactly who their fifth starter is, but that's just ridiculous. That is unfair. I would say, depending how Strauss comes back for the Nationals, I would say that competes for the best rotation in baseball at the moment. Obviously, you got Scherzer, Strauss, and uh, Patrick Corbin over in Washington. But then, it, but you know, I mean, we'll see how everyone plays after this weird year. See actually what happens with the off season, how that turns out, who's staying. Uh, Who's staying fit? Who's kind of going, eh, you know, it's whatever. We're probably going to get another delayed season. I'm going to sit back. But I doubt any of those guys I just named are going to be lazy about it because they're, you know, they're absolute bulls out there. They're they're ridiculous. But, yeah, um, 
to the Padres. Now, obviously, if you're a Dodgers fan, you could take one or you could take one of two approaches to looking at what the Padres are doing. You could say, "All right, well, we just won the World Series." We weren't necessarily challenged. I mean, you know, you had that little debacle with the Braves where it was kind of like, eh, what's happening? But then the Dodgers came out to play, like the team that everyone knows, the team that has been atop that division for what seems like forever. You know, Betts, Bellinger, Justin Turner, Corey Seager looking like a madman. Um, You know, Jock Peterson out there, Muncie. The names of, like, the list go on and on. Will Smith, the most underrated not the most, I'm not going to make that claim, but extremely, extremely underrated player, extremely underrated, you know, just at the catcher position, but then you go up to player in the league. He he went off, I think that was awesome, when he went yard off of Will Smith of the um, of the Braves. That was pretty cool. I got a Twitter notification. I remember, I'm t- rambling, but I remember I got a Twitter notification that says, well, I was watching the game, but, like, Will Smith goes yard off Will Smith, which was pretty funny. But, yeah, so you have the Dodgers. Obviously, you know, the Padres, you're, they could basically be like, you're not better than us till you beat us, which, you know, they're not wrong. Um, you have that bullpen also. Kenley looked a little shaky. I don't think Trinan's going to be back. But then again, you still have some guys in that pen. You have Gonsolin out there. You have Obviously, these aren't guys in the pen, but you got Dustin May, you got Bruce Dargratterall. We'll see if he starts or if he's in the pen. I don't know if they're just a playoff thing or if they like him in the pen. We'll see what happens. Probably going to end up starting. But then, obviously, you got Walker Bueller. You still got the man, the myth, the legend, Clayton Kershaw. He'll never retire because he's so damn good. Um, not that I think he's, sh- you know, is close to retiring or anything like that. But you know, I mean, he doesn't have the strikeout numbers anymore. But the man, I, you put anybody up there, I guarantee. He'll get the out. I mean, I mean, he he's still ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Dodgers and Padres, NL West should be a really fun division to watch. You're gonna have, um, you know, going a little bit lesser down in that division. You still got the Giants who are young and fun. They're a very enjoyable team to watch. You know, you got Yaz, you got Donnie Barrels, Donnie Solano. Uh, they just resigned Gosman, who was. Very sneakily a good pitcher for them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Joey Bart, the predecessor to uh, to Buster Posey. No predecessor? I don't know. But Buster Posey passing that torch off. One extremely vanilla-looking white guy. <laughs> defensive catcher passing it off to basically his doppelganger. Not looks, but, like, it seems like they're the same person. It's kind of funny. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. So, I mean, they're going to make a little bit of noise, you know. And then you got the Rockies still trying to figure out their pitching, but they still got Nolan. I mean, he could get traded. Still never know. That would be a crazy episode to talk, to, you know, talk about that kind of thing. Um, Arenado, though, is, you know, Rockies. You got uh, Trevor Story out there. So, I mean, you know, you got – there's some pieces in that damn division. You want to go – you could honestly make the uh, – Obviously, you'd be leaving a bunch of guys out, but you can make a really good all-star team just out of that division now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, all right. So, that race should be very enjoyable to watch. I do have that one question, though, to pose. I mean, assuming we get the full 162, they will play each other 19 times. 19, okay? That's just this year. The next year, 
Because Blake Snell, I mean, technically wrapping up, not wrapping up, but like going off his contract, he's there for three. Well, by the way, I'm going to go off another tangent. He is there three years, $39 million, something like that. I know he was on the Rays, and they don't spend money, but how the hell are you paying a Cy Young pitcher around 13 and a half? my math isn't right, but like off the top of my head, about $13.5 million, you know, to pitch for you. I don't get that. That's a steal. He's going to get paid in three years, but yeah, regardless of that. So three years, I mean, Padres-Dodgers, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, Machado's there for the long haul. Hosmer's still got a couple years left. Obviously, you got the stud himself, one of my favorite players in the league, Fernando Tatis Jr. They're going to look to lock him up very soon, and he's going to get a bag and a half. Um, you know, you got Cronenworth out there. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. King, uh, Kim Hyung Sun, something like that. I'm sorry. I'm not insensitive. I just don't have his name right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that's his name. Uh, KBO star. He's probably going to take Cronin. Apparently, I think it was Passan or John Newman on Twitter. Not Newman. What am I, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, said that he's going to play middle infields for them. So Cronenworth probably going to move out to left field. So you got him playing there. You have... Um, Austin Nola, you know, behind the dish, who had a pretty decent year last year. Trent Grisham in right field. You still got Mackenzie Gore coming up. You still got Alan Trammell, Trammell, something like that. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. You know, they're the number three prospect, uh, prospect, number three um, farm system right now in Major League Baseball. So if you think that team and that well of guys coming up, it's going to dry out anytime soon. You are mistaken. They're going to be good for a while. Dodgers aren't going to slow down. Mookie Betts is in it for the long haul. They're going to lock up Bellinger, I'm sure of it. Seager is a free agent, not this year, but next year. We'll see what happens there. But then even if they don't bring him back, who knows what happens with Lindor. you got Story, Baez. Who else is a free agent next year? It's Seager, Story, Baez, Correa, and somebody else, another star shortstop that I'm forgetting. They're going to be a free agent. I'm sure the Dodgers will go out, spend that money, use that big payroll payroll of theirs, and go get another guy. You know, Turner, who is actually spoilers for my free agent predictions, but he's probably going to resign with them. You got Jock out there. You know, I mean, Chris Taylor, I guess, if we're naming other guys. I named their pitching already, but, like, they're not slowing down anytime soon. You think the Dodgers got over that hump and they're just going to be satisfied that's not going to happen. They're going to keep winning division titles as long as nobody steps up to them. And, you know, by these two moves by the by the Padres, it, it's, it seems like someone's finally being like, you know what, you know, let, let's go at this. You know, we, we almost had you last year. Playoffs, uh, you know, we didn't, it, it didn't really pan out the way we wanted it to. But, you know, this year, 2021, this is our year. We're going for it. It's not title or bust yet, but, like, you know, this is our year. We're we're gonna we're gonna go balls to the wall and just give you absolutely everything we have, which I absolutely love. Um, two very exciting ball clubs should make uh, the West Coast baseball when I'm uh, all done with my. You know, I guess it's summertime, so I want to have schoolwork, but all done with whatever I'm doing. I want to just relax and watch a baseball game at 10 o'clock at night. Either of those teams are playing. I'm gonna have a fun time. So yeah. So now moving on to. Um, 
free agency, I want to start with Trevor Bauer because we're talking about the Padres, become because we're talking about the Dodgers, two teams that I really do think he could be linked to. Um, you know, Bauer, he's going to get the back. I mean, you know, especially if he goes anything less than a four-year deal. I mean, he's going to get paid regardless, but if he goes less than a four-year deal, you could be looking at $30, $35, 40000000 million AAV, AAV, average annual value. You know what that means. I don't need to explain it. But, yeah, he's going to get the money. Um, he, His arm is gross, I mean, in terms of him not getting injured. But then you saw what he did on the mound last this past season. Huge Bauer fan, you know, striking guys out, making them look dumb, and letting them know Connor McGregor and strutting, strutting off the mound. He knows what's up. I, I almost I tweeted this, but I didn't. I wanted to say, you know, something like Bauer, hurry up and sign. Not that he'd see it, but hurry up and sign so I could buy the jersey. I just, I really want this guy to sign somewhere. And now talking about teams he could sign, we have both teams I previously mentioned, the Padres and the Dodgers. The Padres, could you imagine, could you fathom if he decided to go to San Diego, hook up with his boy Clev, you know, they're, they're homies, they you know, back to their Cleveland days, seems like, and obviously there's stuff on, like, Watch Momentum and Trevor Bauer's uh, YouTube channel of them hanging out, I saw a cool video of them, they, like, crashed a high school scrimmage and played in the outfield, it was pretty cool, but regardless of that, yeah, I mean, if he went to the Padres, you know, hypothetically, Chris Paddock would be your fifth starter, that is absolutely disgusting. On my team, the Phillies, Chris Paddock's your two or three. Eh, not, not two, because Zach Weir's a two. He'd be your three, okay? He'd be their fifth. That's gross. Lamette would be your four. That's disgusting. Lamette, I, I'm pretty sure got Cy Young votes this year. If not, he should have. He was disgusting. I mean, it's all hypothetical, but, like, could you absolutely imagine that? Bauer, he's in it for the money, obviously. All these guys, not in, like, a negative connotation, but all these guys, I mean, you get paid. You're a top athlete, and you should want to be financially compensated. I get that, obviously. But then again, money, regardless of the money, he wants to win. He's, you know, with the Reds, he was disgusting, but they couldn't hit. They were really bad. I saw a stat. I don't remember the numbers exactly, which is important to the stat. But the the Reds walked more than they had a, more than they hit singles which is like, how? I don't understand that. And it's not like either number were high. They were both in the 200s, but still. You know, you got guys on... T- Granted, it wasn't a full season, but you got guys possibly hitting 200 hits in a season, which is pretty good. But then again, the team combined, you know, nine players, because you had that DH, and then everyone, so like, what, 11, 12 players? And can't combine for 200 singles in a year? That's terrible. You know, I'm not even going to get into why they weren't good. But Bauer, he's out of Cincy. He's looking to win. He's looking to go to a team like San Diego. He's looking to go to a team like L.A., either L.A., to be honest. I don't think the Angels is going to happen. But, you know, he's a West Coast guy, UCLA guy. Same things came up about Garrett Cole the year before. Well, you know, last year, UCLA guy, maybe he'll go out West. Ended up signing with the Yankees and making me want to kill myself. But, you know, that's whatever. Um, <laughs> We don't need to talk about that right now. But, you know... He could go to the Yankees. I mean, who knows? They need starting pitching. That's their basically only hole. They got a bullpen. They got, you know, their lineup's disgusting. I mean, probably going to re-sign DJ. We'll get into that when I talk about it. But 
you know, um, you could go to the other New York team, too, the Mets. I mean, Stevie Cohen, absolute. I'm a Phillies fan. Uh, I didn't mention that, so if I seem biased at all when I'm talking, I just like good baseball, but if I start talking crap about any of the NL East teams or the Yankees, it's because I'm a Phillies fan, and then no one likes the Yankees. Also, big, I don't like the Astros, but we'll, we'll get there when I decide to talk about that. But, yeah, could go to the Mets. You know, Uncle Stevie Cohen, wish our management would work like him because hasn't really signed anyone to big money yet, but... I wouldn't be surprised if he flexes the bag and does it soon. You know, turn of the new year, he's going to start throwing his money at people. And, I mean, give it a couple of years. The Mets are going to be a mainstay in the playoffs. They're going to be a mainstay in the National League Conference Series. They're going to be good. And they already got a decent team. They led, uh, what was it? Oh, my gosh. Um, runs created or OPS or something sluggish. I don't remember. I sound stupid right now. I don't have my stats in front of me. But... They were already good. They got that. They got that core. They got Conforto. They got uh, Alonso, who wasn't great, but then again, no one's anything less than what he hit 50, 53 home runs last year. The year before, I mean, his rookie year. You know, anything less than that kind of looks not great, just by comparison. You got Jeff McNeil, the Flying Squirrel. He's really good. Um, obviously, the best pitcher in baseball is there. You got Jacob Degrom, right? Noah Syndergaard, when he's healthy, he'll be back. He'll be really good. They got Strohshow, who I'm kind of still salty about, as he's a guy I really like. A guy I really wanted to go to the Phillies, but no, he didn't go to the Phillies. He actually re-signed with the team that we play a lot and that I don't like. So that's regard. Yeah, regardless of that, I mean, you got Bauer. Ba- like again, there's not many guys that Bauer could play behind or play with in a rotation that would make him the two, number two starter there. Um, that, that would be, you know, talk about with the Padres flexing your aces. I mean, that, if Bauer went to the Mets, that would be pretty, pretty crazy and pretty sucky, excuse me, as a Philly fan to have to, uh, play them in a three-game series and if luck of the draw goes where you face the Grom Bauer and Syndergaard or the Grom Bauer and, you know, Strohshow, Marcus Stroman, that, that might be really, that, I. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd get frustrated watching that pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, you got those teams. And then, basically, you know, uh, Trevor Bauer going, I say, ultimately, starting off my free agent predictions. Originally, I wrote this last week, uh, and kind of in prepping for this. I had him going to the Padres simply because that jersey would look sick. But, you know, going into it. They need starting pitching to compete with the Dodgers, but then again, they just, you know, now in retrospect, looking at the moves they just made, they signed, not signed, traded for Snell, they traded for Darvish, obviously, Paddock, Lamette, Clev, all that I ran through already, not remembering their fifth starter, kind of pissing me off, but yeah, um, not really sure if they need Trevor Bauer anymore, but then again, you can never have too much pitching, pitching. Especially, especially, especially when it comes to the playoffs, which they're not concerned with the regular season. I mean, obviously that division title's up for grabs, but they're almost a lock for the wild card as long as something ter- terrible doesn't happen, like a big injury to Machado or Fernando Tatis. You know, God forbid, knocking on wood, all that. But they're going to be good for a while. I don't necessarily know if they need pitching, but then again, I don't really know where else he'd go because I don't want to speak it into existence where he goes to the Mets. I don't see the Angels happening. I don't see the Yankees happening, which would suck also. I don't think the Angels, they'd 
he'd go to the Angels. I mean, it would be smart for L.A. to do it. I mean, you know, never seeing Mike Trout in a playoff game so up to this point is absolutely, you know, it's tragic. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like there is, you know, he's going to be drawn somewhere else. I don't know if that's necessarily the most desirable place. All right, so Bauer to the Padres. Now moving on to our next free agent. Not going to talk as much about these guys probably going to go off on a couple rants, a couple tangents, cause that's just kind of how I operate, but you got Springer, you know, George Springer, center fielder of, formerly center fielder of the Astros, don't see him going back there, see him going, he's linked to the Mets a lot, as a lot of these guys are, strictly because of that bag that Stevie Cohen is flexing around, you know, they're looking promising, as I said, linked to the Mets, I have him going to the Blue Jays, though, um, you know, Toronto, young core, Vladdy, you know, uh, hasn't necessarily put up big time numbers yet. He's still young. He's figuring it out. I mean, what is he like 22, 23 years old? I mean, if that, I mean, he's got time, you know, Bo Bichette's a stud with the flow. He's absolutely gross. I love Bo Bichette. When I, uh, you know, side note, looking to eventually work my collection up at MLB jerseys. Already have a Vladdy t-shirt of the Blue Jays, but I'm looking to, when I get my Blue Jays jersey, it's almost definitely going to be uh, Bo Bichette, because he, he's gross. I mean, you got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was good. Teoscar Hernandez, you know, um, Kevin Biggio, you know. Um, pitching side, you got Hunjin Ryu, who is probably one of the more, well, he definitely is, um, one of the more underrated pitchers in the N- in the NL in the AL or in the league, you know, just in general. Um, you know, you got Nate Pearson who wasn't necessarily lights out, but his stuff is absolutely electric. You know, give him a little bit of time to ac- get accustomed to the majors. You know, you got that. He came in about halfway through the year, got a couple starts under his belt. He'll come back, he'll adjust, and he's going to be really good. Um, yeah, you got Rowdy Telez who was pretty decent. You know, as the DH slash first base guy, um, Christian Kirk, who is awesome to watch. Like he's, I don't, I don't know. I just enjoy watching him play. It's, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's not because he's putting up numbers. So you know, um, so I, I got George Springer going to the Blue Jays, solidifying that outfield. Okay, so you know being a piece in that lineup, because you get Vladdy's numbers up, you get Biggio's numbers up, Bo's already producing, Teoscar had a great year last year, Ortis Gurriel's going to be reliable, they're going to be kind of scary, um, you know, talking about the Rays before, I mean, I don't know if they're ne- if they're the favorites to win the division, they gotta be, but then you got the Yankees, you got the Blue Jays making moves, especially if they get Springer, so, so number two, I got George Springer going to the Blue Jays, um, I'm going to save Real Muto for last because i got a lot to say about that, and I don't know if you want to hear the talking, hear the biased Phillies fan talking about that. But going down, um, you know, the next two, Marcus Simeon, who kind of in a bad year, um, I kind of feel like he's going to get kind of shafted this year in terms of his salary because next year, as I mentioned, you've got the absolute mother load. You could probably fill out the top five shortstops in baseball with the same guys that are going to be the same shortstops that are going to be free agents in 2020 after the 2021 season. But he is, you know, you got, you know, Lindor, you got, um, my gosh, Seager, you got Story, you got Baez, you got Correa. 
Um, and then this year you've got Simeon, so I don't necessarily know if guys are really going to be, if teams, I mean, are really going to be looking to spend big in the shortstop market. They might be looking to save a little bit of cash this year. So you could see Simeon um, kind of get shafted. But then again, you got teams, the team that I have him going to doesn't really spend a lot, and he's already a team he's accustomed with. I got him sticking with the A's. I don't know how popular that is. I don't know if A's fans are into that. I mean, it's a guy they know. It's a guy they know can produce. He didn't last year, but then, you know, as I see a lot of baseball analysts, a lot of people who do podcasts, YouTube videos about uh, Major League Baseball, they kind of given people a little bit of like, all right, you know, um, weird year. Uh, I know you're good. I'm going to kind of cut you some slack. But the year before, he barely, well, what was he? He finished second or third in the AL MVP voting. So he puts up numbers. Um, he's probably not that, that good, but like a little bit under that. I think that's where he is. He definitely, we saw his ceiling. I mean, technically he could go better than that. We don't really know. Um, yeah, I mean, the A's, they're going to compete. They're going to be pretty good. I mean, you got the Astros out there. We'll see how they handle things with George Springer leaving, with Correa on his way out the year after. Maybe Altuve will be better, uh, the next year, um, this next year. So, I mean, you know. Uh, I don't know if Verlander's scheduled to come back or not. I honestly don't remember, and I apologize for that. But um, the A's, they're going to be good. And, yeah, um, moving on now to another shortstop. You have – actually, we're going to include eh, – should we? Yeah, we'll include these two together. Um, you have Didi Gregorius, another shortstop, formerly the Phillies. Before that, the Yankees put up great numbers – those years, uh, last year with the Phillies, he led in RBIs, I believe. Uh, first or second in RBIs on the Phillies. I should know that. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. But I have him going to the Angels. Um, again, I don't think that he's going to get a lot, a lot of money. But he's a reliable lefty bat. I mean, you know, I like his swing a lot just in general. But, I mean, he puts the bat on the ball, hits for some power. You know, there's a lot of zip on his on the ball when he hits it. Um, these are all very cliche, generic statements. I realize that, but the A's, the A's, the Angels losing Angelton Simmons, I think you know. Um, yeah, DD is gonna fit in nicely there. Moving on again, Justin Turner. Um, I real quick, he's gonna resign with the Dodgers. You know, not a lifelong Dodger, but it feels like it. That's where he's had his best years. Won the title with them, and. You know, basically, it's going to be, come on back, we'll throw you a little bit of, not a little bit of money, he's going to get good money. You know, it's Justin Turner, he's still a really good ball player, he's just a little older now, obviously. Um, come on back, uh, let's see if we can uh, do that World Series thing again. And he's going to be like, yep, alright, sounds good, and that's going to be the end of that. Now, Michael Brantley, um, I absolutely would love him to come to the Phillies. I don't see it happening, though, obviously. He's more of a DH guy, he's not bad in the fields, but... You know, we got Kutch out there, so I don't really see that happening. Um, yeah, he's probably going to go to um, an AL team. I didn't write this one down, actually. I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head, who needs a DH, who needs a DH. Uh, a team that came to my mind is the White Sox. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, maybe I have to look at a list of teams that need St. Eve, but I'm pretty sure they're losing Edwin this year, I think. Was that just a one-year deal? I'm kind of unprepared in that sense. But... Um, you know, professional hitter. He'll fit in nicely. He's a bit of an older, old school guy, so Tony Larissa will really like him. I didn't say that name right, Larissa, uh, something like that. Um, so you know, get along with him. 
He's, you know, professional hitter, as I said. Doesn't go up to the plate ever without a plan. He always looks composed. Rarely, rarely, rarely looks fooled. Rarely looks, you know, taking like a dumb hack, perfection hack, that kind of thing. Um, and then you got Robert Anderson. Who else is young out there? Eloy, you know, Obreu's not that young, but he could still help him out. I mean, not that he needs it. He just won the MVP, but... Um, you know, really just be a nice veteran presence out there. They kind of seem like they're, they're almost there, too. I'm not saying World Series next year, but they're going to be a nice team to watch. So I got, let's say it, uh, Brantley to the White Sox. Now, people I did not mention, I didn't mention Ozuna. Ozuna's another guy that could go to the White Sox. I'd say Brantley and Ozuna. Basically, I kind of did that in reverse order. Um, Ozuna's capable of playing left field, obviously, so we'll see what kind of offers he gets. But a team like the White Sox is a team that I see Ozuna going to more than a team in the National League. So I think a team that needs a DH, uh, another, you know, that wouldn't necessarily, that would benefit, I mean, from another power bat. You can never have too many of those, obviously. But um, a team like the White Sox is a team I see Ozuna going to. to, And basically the way I, uh, I see this playing out is wherever Ozuna signs, right, you know, I think they're both going to have two or three teams in mind. The kind of the same kind of thought process going out, um, not going out, having the same kind of thought process. A team like maybe Cleveland, who doesn't really have an outfield, um, something like that. I don't see them going to a team that's not going to compete at all. You know, Cleveland, they're going to compete. I'm not. They're probably not going to win that division. But like the Twins, don't need it because Nelly is still doing it and doing it well. Um, who else would, I don't even know who else might need the uh, the DH. But basically, I mean, whenever Ozuna signs, I think you're going to see Brantley sign shortly after that. And, yeah, I mean, those are your two left field slash DH op- options. And then, so I talked about Bauer, Springer, uh, Simeon, Ozuna, Didi, Brantley, and Justin Turner. So now going to DJ LeMayhew. Um, I mean... As much as I would absolutely love, absolutely love to see the Yankees fumble it on the one-yard line and have it get picked up and shoved in their face for a touchdown, I don't think they're going to do that. I think all the reports you're seeing for about, you know, oh, they apparently can't reach a deal, all this, you know, I think that is stuff that is put out by, you know, either the Yankees camp or or LeMayhew's camp to, you know, spice things up in terms of money and negotiations because they play games and all that kind of crap because he saw it with, you know, whatever. Um, I Ultimately, he goes back to the Yankees because, honestly, they got the money, and when I say afford, they I don't mean, like, money-wise. They cannot afford to let him go somewhere else. Um, you know, a staple in that lineup, they got some 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 bombers out there but like LeMahieu basically ties everybody together he's just he, he's the, he's the guy I mean he has been a stud the past couple of years and yeah I mean if you let him go I'm gonna be laughing the whole time but like yeah you, you might have some Yankees fans on suicide watch basically I don't think that would be very smart for them to do especially if he goes to a team you know whose name is linked to his um like like Toronto Again, they're linked to a lot of these guys. Um, you know, they're looking to, to make a splash. So if he goes to the AL East division rival, you know, the young um, Blue Jays, you got him in a, at second base. You could put him at first base. 
Um, you can move Bidger to the outfield or put him at first base. Telez can DH. You could do a lot of stuff there if he goes to Toronto. So, I mean, but ultimately, he's going to stick with the Yankees. And then wrapping this one up, because uh, we're at 35 minutes already. I only wanted this to be kind of short and sweet intros. But, yeah, um, Real Muto, JT, you know, my guy, uh, my second favorite Philly behind Harper. Um, I... I don't even I don't I don't want you to necessarily feel that I'm just being biased, but I do think he stays with the Phillies. I don't really know where else it would be that he would go. I mean, a t- a name that I heard on other podcasts. I'm not piggyback. I'm not copying. I'm like piggybacking. You know, just kind of throwing ideas out there. I heard the Cardinals. You know, because Yachty not resigning. But honestly, I don't see anyone else. Not because they wouldn't want him. For his talent, I just don't think you're going to have people paying $30, $35 million a year for a catcher. I mean, obviously, best catcher in the league. Um, it's not up for debate at all. You know, Best catcher in baseball with the bat. Best catcher in baseball behind the dish with the defense, the pop time, the arm strength. Gunning runners left and right on the base paths. He's, he does it all. I'm gassing him a little bit, but I'm allowed to because as of right now, he's still, you know, he's not still technically a Philly. I'm wrong, but hopefully very soon he will be. Um, See, I got him coming back to Philly. Um, It's going to do good things with us, hopefully. I mean, I don't know what the hell management's doing in terms of not spending money, but, you know, got Dombrowski there at Sam Fold. So, I mean, uh, hopefully we get some smart um, decisions being made for once and, you know, bring back JT. Um... So yeah, I ran through my free agents. I'm going to go through it one more time. We got Bauer to the Padres, Springer to the Blue Jays, JT sticking with the Phillies, Simeon sticking with the with the A's, sorry, LeMahieu sticking with the Yankees, D to the Angels, Brantley and Ozuna, you know, you could look at like a team like the Indians, the White Sox, teams like that who kind of need uh, that, what, you don't really need the outfield with them, but you could switch off Eloy if you were to go to the, to the Sox, I mean, whoever... I mean, Eloy's pretty bad in the field, so if you had him just DH, that might help them out. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Turner sticking with the Dodgers. So, ultimately, those are my top guys. I mean, obviously, there's still guys out there who, uh, you know, um, you still got guys who weren't on that list. Um, but those are my top guys and those predictions that I wanted to get out to you guys. So, you know, if you enjoyed... Let me know. Uh, follow the Instagram at Dinger Discussions. You know, just all lowercase, no under, underscores or periods or slashes or dashes or anything like that. Just at Dinger Discussions on Instagram. Uh, follow there. F- you know, um, just make sure to share family and friends. I have been Matthew Guir. This has been the Dinger Discussions podcast. And thanks for checking me out, guys. See you for episode two. I'll announce it on the Instagram, and I'll see you guys later. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.